is funded by viewers like you. Support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative. John Ossoff was elected today um, and is now the second uh, senator to take away a Republican Senate seat from the Republicans and turning Mitch McConnell into a minority leader in the, in the Senate. <laughs> so in some ways, yeah. you know, what you're saying is true. I mean, that the demographics are beginning to defeat the white and certainly the, de- the, uh, the demographics are beginning to defeat the GOP. That looks blatantly obvious when you look at a state like Georgia, which has never had a black senator now seating their black, first black senator. And when you have someone like John Ossoff replacing David Perdue, those are, that's a significant shift in, in the demographics of this country. I don't know if Nina or Sherry, if you want and to it's all, And it's been, on its, it's been on its way for a long time. I mean, yeah. 2024, they knew in 2024 uh, that the evangelical, the weight of the evangelical, the power of the evangelical vote vis-a-vis the, the rest of the country was going to be, it's, it's vastly diminished by 2024. And I think by 2040, you know, it's a brown country or a brown and brown, light brown country. This is no longer the country that, and that is what, that's what's driving this in my opinion. And yes, the, sure, there are provocateurs coming in from outside and trying to wedge and make things, make things worse and make, and and profit by it. Uh, You know, just by the way, just the way we have in other countries over our own history. But I, this is an American phenomenon. And, 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 you know, anyway, we we need to, we need to first figure out what the hell we're going to do in the next six to eight days, because they're going to be a 25th amendment call. I mean, I just watched, I think somebody (sighs) was just saying on CNN that they've, they're reporting, um, you know, that there's no way that these, the, these toadies that he's put that he's put in the cabinet are going to do this. Uh, Half the cabinet isn't know, even real, really there. They're all acting secretaries. And they're acting. That's right. right. The acting yeah, and they were selected can. for that well, reason. Well, no, if they, so, if they know that, that it's over, don't you think that, that they'll be like, okay, we got to save ourselves. We have to at least take an asterisk away from our names. What do you think of Mitch and what he did on and everybody, what they were doing minutes before this happened? Mitch did this 180 turn of... Oh, he, oh, please, come on. Know, he had to. I know, but I mean, yes, it was okay. great speech, but it doesn't matter. He knew it was over. He knows it's over. He had lost his, he's just, you know, he, again, it's what I just said. They're trying to remove, you know, a, a one or two of the asterisks that are going to be next to their names in the annals of history, you know. By the way. Well, I, the I donors don't want sure. it. Well, yeah, the, I got it. I, so, so in Georgia, um, you know, this, this black guy and this Jew walk into a bar and the bartender says, good evening, senators. Anyway, I like that. <laughs> I heard that today, and I just thought it was great. <laughs> it just sort of, yeah, it, it just sort of, you know, shines a light. It's just how how special this moment is in history because it, it this is, is but- the South, and some and somebody else had made the comment. I saw this on Twitter last night. They said so the South, the Deep South wasn't red it was really blue they were just being suppressed and i thought right. yeah that's some food food for thought right there isn't it what happens to the gop now though sherry i mean your party old former party is certainly having a, an identity crisis they're all trying an existential to save themselves. crisis they're, they're they're all trying to save themselves uh, even even ted cruz they're all trying to distance distance themselves from this mess you see kellyanne who no longer works for trump but was in georgia talking about you don't want the socialists and the, <laughs> and the radicals and you know she's got blood on 
our hands mm -hmm. and she needs to go away. Uh, and they're all going to try and be on their redemption tour. And the only way that can happen is if publishers give them book deals, if people give them space in newspapers to write their, their, their op-eds and their columns, and if the TV executives put them on the air. Um, and if they haven't learned their lessons, if they don't realize that that type of sensationalism and yellow journalism and reality show crap it didn't get us where we are, then we've learned nothing. But, you know, we have to get away from them being media so that they can be press again. It was Richard Nixon who termed the press media because he knew it was a sillier term. It made them light. It made them not serious. Uh, so I think that's the first thing that has to happen. These people need to be held accountable. If they want forgiveness, fine. Do that. If they pivot and they want to change. But I don't think we owe them airtime. I think that we really do need to respect Americans, respect um, uh, whoever gets us out of this mess, respect the Mark Eliases and the Stacey Abrams and people like that, and all of us who worked hard to fight this this guy, and and not put this silliness on the air. But we're going to see a massive uh, redemption tour, and I don't think it's going. I think it's going to happen within the next 24 hours. You're going to see Republicans scrambling to distance themselves from Trump, just trying to again remove an asterisk from their name. So I think that we're going to see things change very, very quickly in the next day or two. Now, we have two years think? where Joe Biden and, um, and Vice President Harris have an opportunity here to launch a, a series of, um, of policies that they can now do fairly, fairly clearly through the Senate. I mean, this is an opportunity that every president you know, hopes for, and then we finally have it again. And the question that's going to come up again and again and again is, do we go back and look at what happened in the past, try to prosecute that and try to figure out what happened, whether it's just for knowledge or for actual justice, or can we do, can we move ahead? And can we move ahead and look at all the policies that we need to, to implement because we've got this opportunity for the next two years? I know what the pragmatist says in me, but I also know that it's a dangerous thing to let these people get away with this. What do you guys think? Well, I think they should do, do like a 9-11 bipartisan commission, mm -hmm. you know, a bipartisan commission looking into the pandemic because the pandemic really is the scandal that they, they, yes. allowed, that they allowed this to happen. And they did that deliberately. That's not a conspiracy. Yes. That's not outside. They did it deliberately. They were they were putting into practice the ideology, their Hobbesian the ideology of, of market uh, uh, market uh, principles over lives and and everything else that they did in terms of, and it's eugenic actually because they you know mostly mo the, the dead people are brown and and poor and there needs to be a commission looking into that now whether there somebody sits down and says let's look into the crimes of Trump that's another question and i leave that to, i don't i don't know if i mean i've i've sort of floated that with different people that i work with and i i get shot down every time that people don't think that they, they should the be prosecuted because of the pandemic mm. because of the pandemic well, pelosi, because I mean, this is not pelosi put something together about covid i mean they they're going to be looking into it, it and they're so they're using yeah. terms like people are going to go to prison they needed to get past a couple of markers today was one of them i thought it was very interesting that right before uh this uh the process started today 
that Biden announced who his new AG was, Merrick Garland. I mean, yeah. that's a big piece of news. If we didn't have all the yeah. rest of this happen exactly. today, we'd yeah. be talking about that. I mean, to, you know, for forever. Yeah. He held on so to that for a while. On. He deliberately did not announce that for a few days, yeah. Yeah. knowing that Good. this today was the opportunity. It was today, today, yeah. today was the day. Yeah, but I, I think that without justice, we have no peace. No justice, no peace. And I think uh, to Nina's point, we can certainly the, the Democrats actually they could really slice and dice this the right way if they're smart. They could get away with a lot of policy initiatives that uh, the part of their the, the Biden-Harris coalition, you know, the never Trump Republicans, new independents, uh, people that are with them solely because they want justice, they're going to go along with a lot of policy initiatives that they might not necessarily have gone uh, gone along with, but they voted for this ticket because Trump was so corrupt, because they want to see justice. And so I think they can do both. They have to pursue justice. They have to pursue the truth. Uh, and they can't just throw us crumbs. They have to go after everything. And they can do this, actually, and get away with, uh, if, they, if they make that part of the coalition happy, they can then get away with some fairly progressive policy initiatives that a lot of the moderate independents and former Republicans or never Trump Republicans might not normally have gone along with. So I, I think there's a way they can have their cake and, and eat it too. I don't know, Nina, do you, I don't know if you agree LB, what do you think? Very hopeful. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, t this morning, also what happened was the worst take of all takes on the planet of takes <laughs> came flying out of Jim Comey. It, right, oh, yes. I would do your oh, in yes. that Guardian article. <laughs> right. Oh, for God's sake! Yeah. I was like, this, "What is this?" This thing oh, here. <laughs> so, oh, and, and, oh and I missed that. The whole, oh, what? you missed it. A lot of justice officials, former justice officials, shooting this down in two seconds as well. But you know, here's the guy who who he's making his argument again for his institution, right? The Department of Justice, and that it needs to be. We know how we need it, and we need healing. All this horseshit, right? Like, here's the deal. Healing. We either have laws or we don't. We either apply mm -hmm. our laws equally or we don't. That's actually the soul of the nation that, mm -hmm. that we need to reconcile with. And for him to come out with this basic argument at the, at the core of his argument truly is that the, then you're saying the president is above the law because as Nina just pointed out, they broke laws while in office, not just the Trump org and the criminality uh, before, not just the crimes that were committed to get into the office um, that were detailed in the Mueller report, but while they were in there, crime after crime after crime after crime, with the ultimate crime, in my opinion, being the intentional um, mishandling of the uh, and failed mm -hmm. pandem pandemic response that has resulted mm -hmm. in the slaughtering, passive slaughtering of 350,000 Americans, and there will be more. And, and I mean, untold millions sick and infected, right? Mm. Um, and many, many with complications that they're going to be dealing with for the rest of their lives because of this failed response that didn't have to be this way. So, uh, so you've got we ha we can't heal and come together, and you can't even get past these whining, racist, you know, cavemen flinging their the women around, right? Like letting their women get shot and killed as they, they go through their performative cosplay that turns into real insurrection, right? Uh, even those mm. folks, right? You, if it, everything is just about coddling them and making sure they're emotionally okay, 
you're never going to get that. They're never going to be emotionally okay. They cannot mature. Mm. That's what the issue is. They they refuse to mature. They refuse to 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 deal with and cope. So we can't just hold our whole nation hostage and our entire justice department hostage because we might keep upsetting the feelings of these people who want to actually burn it all to, down to the ground. That's insane. That's mm. insane. So Are there's you- insanity around this whole argument that is very so familiar to me of the secrecy issue with the intelligence community, knowing that who Donald Trump was, knowing what was going on and keeping all that secret and not letting. And Comey was at the heart of that, too, talking about an investigation into one campaign and not the investigation into the other. Right. This sort of that this is the same thing to somehow preserve the Department of Justice means we do not actually apply our laws. And this has been so, going on forever. I mean, this has been going on. For, you know, Obama didn't prosecute Bush or Cheney for the wars, right. and you know, it goes it's back every 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 single generation. We let our presidents off for doing all these deeds and misdeeds based on no. On well, the fact Nixon. That, I don't think. I think. I mean, Nixon got pardoned, but Nixon. They did have the Church Committee afterwards, and they did change a lot of. Well, they changed they some did. laws. Pretended to afterwards. Statutes were passed. I don't. And then right. they got ignored. All those laws were ignored. Laws. We can't even get to these laws. Well, they were definitely we ignored by to, Trump now. But yeah. They were ignored by Trump. We can't Bush even did. get to the laws that we need to craft to actually codify some of these norms so that these, right, that so that these they don't break them. But what is the point of that? What is the point of even going through that exercise? If that's the only exercise, if we're going to make some new laws so this can never happen again, well, what's the point of that? Because... They broke a whole bunch of old laws, so they'll just break all these new laws, right? right. The precedent they you're setting is that make laws make upon laws upon laws, laws that no one will ever be held no accountable to. You're absolutely right. I mean, at the end of the day, if the, if the intelligence community or the mob oh, or whomever feel like Wait a minute, they're... wait a minute. Oh, we're all drinking. <laughs> okay, drink, drink away. Cheers. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, if Every everyone thinks that they're law. above the law, then they're never. no one ever gets enforced. <laughs> no laws ever get enforced. No one ever goes to jail. You know, every day we hear about. That's why we got today. And that's how we get today. We get to this craziness today. That's we how we get, got today. They are all so emboldened. That's why there was a girl, you know, the young woman that got shot. Everybody sees that Trump got away with all of his stuff. Uh, they know what he did. His supporters, they're emboldened by the fact that they get, they, they, they know that they're going to get away with it. Uh, they felt perfectly comfortable storming the Capitol. They were breaking windows and um, they thought nothing was going to happen to them. They knew that the Capitol right. police somehow were going to step aside so there might have been a little bit of collusion on that part uh but they have seen trump get away with so much stuff and i've tweeted this actually a couple times in the past day i do not think and i hope and i pray and i will fight to my death uh that we do not uh do it that no decision made on how to deal with trump and his family and his enablers is is made with any consideration or fear out of out of fear out of consideration for um what his base will say or do and we've done that too much is why he wasn't uh impeached uh for the for for the Mueller report um there's so many things that that they've tiptoed around because we we can't piss off his base we can't piss off his base well guess what they should have been you should have dealt with them a long time ago and today couldn't have happened today is a result of lack of political will and fear and trepidation because we have to be afraid of trump's base well stop being so effing afraid of his base for one thing they're shrinking because the country club republicans are gone they do not want this stuff trump's power ends even if today hadn't happened yeah even if if today had happen he was going to be over in the minute he wasn't president anymore and to tiptoe around these people is how we got to today and there are a lot of people that are 
that that you hold you know, that are accountable for for that happening. I mean, that's the Republican Party. You're, you're, those are the people who have been tiptoeing around, right? Sure, Sherry, not not yeah. the rest of the apparatus. I mean, it's the Republicans. There's an absolute utter failure of leadership in yeah, that party. Democrat, I think Democrats it, have been tiptoeing around. around. Remember when Nancy Pelosi said, Nancy Pelosi said, well, oh, he's not worth it, or we'll let the voters take care of us. Like, well, the voters made you speaker and gave you the House majority in the 2018 yeah. midterms. Uh, so there's been a, a little bit too much of this. Well, they're afraid of the base. They don't want to piss off Trump's base. They're afraid of what they'll do. Well, well, guess what? That type of fear and letting them run rampant is how today's happened. In fact, the, the, the stuff with Ukraine, the quid pro quo happened because Trump got away with what ha- what we saw in the Mueller report. Um, mm-hmm. They aren't gonna, going to stop. They keep, they keep doing more and more and more. So it's people that run from the fight that we don't want to piss off his base. It's like, well, you know what? You're running from the fight that you were elected to have. Even if you didn't choose it, this is your job. And I do, I do think that there's some blame to go around in that regard uh, to how we got to, to, to today. Mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right. There's lots of blame to go around. I want to play some more videotape from today. This is what it looked like. Uh, these are from uh, various social media cameras. Most of them seem legit. They're not, uh, they don't look like they're fa- fabricated in what I can tell, but I'll leave that warning up that they could be. But this is uh, what happened today as these acts of sedition were taking place. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. So lots of praying, obviously, as they prepared for this, which stunned me. I mean, it shouldn't, but it does stun you. And then you'll see the moment that the protesters break beyond the barricades. There's a Capitol Police trying to stop them, but only a few of them, really. And they're not trying, really. Capitol Police aren't trained for this. They're trained for maybe an active shooter, but they're not trained yeah. for this. This a lot. And this goes on a lot of, a lot of, you know, swearing back and forth and, and pulling back barricades. But that's, you know, there was an attempt to restrain people, but not nearly enough people there to to stop such mm-hmm. a large group of people from from entering the capital. I mean, I, I worked there a long time. I know what these guys are are trained to do, and they're not really, you know, they'll be. Um, there's you get a, a you get a, a a permit to have rallies and different events there, and I've done that many times. You have press events, um, and you used to be able to have events on the steps, you know, way before nine eleven. So these guys are used to a lot of tourists around, and then there's the occasional, uh, you know, crazy person that comes in. Um, I don't think they are, we've never seen anything like this. The Capitol Hill police officers, they're, they're, they are not prepared for this. And the fact that they weren't prepared, that they didn't see this as, as a potential is, is disturbing. It is. So can do you think like- it's because they assume that the Trump supporters are law and order abiding citizens, that there's some very good subtle kind of <laughs> there's a bias because that propaganda is part of that, that, that is I an excellent point. It's Other than the point, fact however, that they're white, which is a big part of and it. But, the white and the, thing. They're not, is, they're not Muslim. Okay, what is, what, what right. time, please? So, sorry. They arrested the guy that was one of the leaders organizing this thing the day before. Mm-hmm. For a, they know how violent this these these mm-hmm. groups are. It's a very violent groups, guys. Um, so uh, they, they profess violence. They speak about violence. They bathe in violence. They anoint themselves with their with their fake Christianity, right? They, they're, 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 
you know, they're, they're that was like an anointing before they go in and, and like mm-hmm. uh, and, and do your terrorism. I mean, we got to start calling this shit what it is. It feels uncomfortable to do that because it's happening in America with Americans who are white and Christian. But there is very little daylight between this shit and, you know, jihad and the right? thing is, like it's like it's happening right and for it's happening. who i mean for donald trump this is what we're, they're doing this for for this like burns out tv reality show star who's got these narcissistic yeah. tendencies this is who they're going to perform these acts of terror they for radicalized he, he made it's it okay for them to come yeah. out of the closet show their true feelings but he's a, he's nothing that they want to be he nothing he's represents nothing of christianity represents nothing of the values of the so-called family either. values and they are they normalized he normalized their racism and their misogyny and he basically said it's okay to be a racist that's it yeah these but that's the very important that beat us let's talk about it these are the men that beat us that's what we're looking at yeah. guys mm-hmm. yeah and are still beating and they beat you i mean that's still beating it they want to continue to be able to live life the way they have without any any pressure around them to change in any way whatsoever they refuse to see the change coming <laughs> And that's why we're seeing it's, this look, bridge. It's a, dying, it's, a so dying it's a dying call. And I think you could almost argue yeah. that today was like they're like, like the Jonestown uh, Kool Aid. They're day. death now. I, I, they are, <laughs> they are not ones. going yeah, to. I, I, I don't. I don't see yeah. how the Republicans come back from this, or I certainly don't see how Trump does. I think he's isolated. No, he's, he's I done. think you know he has he has Dave Bossy over at the as you said at the at the DOD at Lewandowski <laughs> and, 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 and Cash Patel and Cash yeah, Patel. Cash. Who's <laughs> just right. Isn't it frightening to just say he's, that out he's, loud? It's like I can't even get my head around it. And he does still have the nuclear. And he does still have the nuclear football, which we also haven't talked about. He has oh, access oh, to yeah. it, I think, unless they've put, locked him in a room and Pence is now. De facto. I mean, all of this is going to come out eventually, and it's going to be an amazing story. What happened there that this day and the next few days, if they manage to corral him in the White House. I mean, that's what's going on. And the real that's theory. That's what it sounds like. They're trying to oh, do something wait, like Pence that. Is, is this Pence? Is he back? What's going on? Hang on. Pence addresses the se- Senate after. Mm. Ooh, he's saying violence never wins. Pence is live right now, back on the Senate floor. Try get it up. Let me see. See if yeah, you can I'm get it up. On mute, so, uh, TV's over oh. here, wine is here. So, excuse me. Yeah, yeah this is why I reposition. <laughs> right? like, I, I, I can't get it up right now because I had to reset my, yeah. my system here. But fortunately, okay, but uh, you know, but one thing that I think is that, that really disappoints me is the fact that we made history um, with Kamala Harris yeah. uh, being uh, elected as the first female vice president. And it should have happened in this country a long time ago, having a woman in the White House as vice president or president. I just feel like because of all this Trump crap, you know, we just really haven't been able to celebrate that and focus on it mm-hmm. and really absorb it and, and how meaningful it is for so many women and women of color and people of color. And I, oh. I would I would like to get rid of all this. And I don't mean to sound like, you know, too Pollyannish or like some little Girl Scout, but I'm hoping that two weeks from now we can have, even though it's going to be a subdued celebration because of COVID and Trump and uh, uh, Biden is canceled a lot of his stuff um it would just be so nice for us to have that moment wouldn't it ladies to be able to just be able to celebrate that like and as a standalone it's like oh my god finally you know and and we sort of had that taken from us i feel like well i think i think the the trump i think (laughs) that you know if the republic survives and i think it will um 
I think that the, the after effects are, are going to be all positive. In, in, you know, look at all the new voters. Look what happened in Georgia. Yeah. Look at that. We have a woman in the White House. I mean, you know, the Democrats running Congress. Hopefully they'll do something with it. You know, I mean, there certainly has been more progress made in the last few years than we would ever hope for if this wasn't the case. I mean, if we hadn't had Donald Trump in power, I don't know if we would have seen um, the um, Kamala yeah. Harris as, as the vice president or the two senators being elected today in Georgia. There's, you know, there's a lot of good that comes in the aftershock or the or the pushback when something so uh, extreme happens. Well, the but, U.S. Senate yeah. will not be intimidated out of this chamber. Mitch McConnell speaking now. Hmm. Well, it's good to see that he's finally uh, grown a pair. There could be some good that comes out of this today because um, mm -hmm. I think this will kill Trumpism. There'll be this. We now yep. we can see yeah, how extreme and crazy scary. and dangerous they are. They are marginalized. They are isolated. Uh, and most uh, normal Republicans who supported Trump don't want to be associated with this. Um, and I, you know, I, I can't see that you're going to have all of these senators wanting to do this. So this this may have. Uh, in a very ugly and disappointing and sad way, ironically, done more to put a stake in the heart of Trumpism than just about anything else we could have done. Here we go. We'll complete the process the right way by the book. We'll follow our precedents, our laws, and our Constitution to the letter. And we will certify the winner of the 2020 presidential election. Criminal behavior will never dominate the United States Congress. This institution is resilient. Our democratic republic is strong. The American people deserve nothing less. Democratic leader. Mr. President. Mr. President, it is very, very difficult to put into words what has transpired today. I have never lived through or even imagined an experience like the one we have just witnessed in this Capitol. President Franklin Roosevelt set aside December 7th, 1941 as a day that will live in infamy. Unfortunately, we can now add January 6th, 2021, to that very short list of dates in American history that will live forever in infamy. This temple to democracy was desecrated. Its windows smashed, our offices vandalized. The world saw Americans elected officials hurriedly ushered out because they were in harm's way. The House and Senate floors were places of shelter until the evacuation is, was ordered, leaving rioters to stalk these hallowed halls. Lawmakers and our staffs, average citizens who love their country, serve it every day, feared for their lives. I understand that one woman was shot and tragically lost her life. We mourn her and feel for her friends and family. These images were projected to the world. Foreign embassies cabled home their, capital, their home capitals to report the harrowing scenes at the very heart of our democracy. 
This will be a stain on our country, not so easily washed away. The final terrible, indelible legacy of the 45th president of the United States, undoubtedly our worst. I want to be very clear. Those who perform these reprehensible acts cannot be called protesters. No, these were rioters and insurrectionists, goons and thugs, domestic terrorists. They do not represent America. They were a few thousand violent extremists who tried to take over the Capitol building and attack our democracy. They must and should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law, hopefully by this administration, if not, certainly by the next. They should be, they should be provided no leniency. I want to thank the many of the Capitol Hill Police and Secret Service and local police who kept us safe today and worked to clear the Capitol and return it to its rightful owners and its rightful purpose. I want to thank the leaders, Democrat and Republican, House and Senate. It was Speaker Pelosi, Leader McConnell, Leader McCarthy and myself who came together and decided that these thugs would not succeed that we would finish the work of our that our Constitution requires us to complete in the very legislative chambers of the House and Senate that were desecrated, but we know always belong to the people and do again tonight. But make no mistake, make no mistake, my friends, today's events did not happen spontaneously. The president who promoted conspiracy theories that motivated these thugs, the president who exhorted them to come to our nation's capital, egged them on. He hardly ever discourages violence and more often encourages it. This president bears a great deal of the blame. This mob was in good part President Trump's doing incited by his words, his lies. This violence in good part, his responsibility, his everlasting shame. Today's events certainly, certainly would not have happened without him. Now January 6th will go down as one of the darkest days in recent American history. A final warning to our nation about the consequences of a demagogic president, the people who enable him, the captive media that parrots his lies, and the people who follow him as he attempts to push America to the brink of ruin. As we reconvene tonight, let us remember, in the end, all this mob has really accomplished is to delay our work by a few hours. We will resume our responsibilities now and we will finish our task tonight. The House and Senate chambers will be restored good as new and ready for legislating in short order. The counting of the electoral votes is our sacred duty. Democracy's roots in this nation are deep, they're strong, and they will not be undone ever by a group of thugs. Democracy will triumph 
as it has for centuries. So to my fellow Americans who are shocked and appalled by the images on their televisions today and who are worried about the future of this country, let me speak to you directly. The divisions in our country clearly run deep, but we are a resilient, forward-looking, and optimistic people. And we will begin the hard work of repairing this nation tonight, because here in America, we do hard things. In America, we always overcome our challenges. Yield the floor. Mr. President. Majority Leader. I yield two minutes to the Senator from Oklahoma, Senator Lankford. Senator from Oklahoma. The Vice President, you said things more eloquently than how we say it in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, we'd say something like, why in God's name would someone think attacking law enforcement and occupying the United States Capitol is the best way to show that you're right? Why would you do that? Rioters and thugs don't run the Capitol. We're the United States of America. We disagree on a lot of things, and we have a lot of spirited debate in this room. But we talk it out, and we honor each other even in our disagreement. <laughs> that person, that person, that person is not my enemy, that's my fellow American. And while we disagree on things and disagree strongly at times, we do not encourage what happened today, ever. Uh, I wanna join my fellow senators and saying thank you to the Capitol Hill Police, the law enforcement, the National Guard, the Secret Service, who stood Interesting in uh, comments by Mitch McConnell, the new Senate Majority Leader, and, they were sorry, he's a minority leader now, and Chuck Schubert, the Literally Majority Leader. Um, interesting to have their, uh, their perspectives there. Um, it sounds like a unified force. It sounds like everyone's on the same page. Um, and it sounds like they're going to continue the work tonight of certifying President Biden's win. And that, of course, is the most critical thing about today is that that gets done today. The question left for me after listening to that is what happens to Donald Trump? He's still the president of the United States for the next few days. He has enormous power still. He does have the nuclear football, as you point out, Nina. And there is all these yeah. looming threats of war with Iran and who knows what else he might be planning or can do. Uh, and that sort of seems to be the question that's left unanswered by today. Yes, there's a lot of criticism, but can they get rid of Donald Trump in the remaining days before he leaves office or at least contain him? LB. Well, I mean, I don't know if anyone, you guys know who Juha is. He He's like probably the best plane tracker <laughs> and he's on Twitter, um, but he tracks the planes, especially of the oligarchs and the Aguilaris is Emmons' father, right? He's like the big oligarch that hosted the Donald Trump and they're very close. The families are very close. His plane has not been, uh, since the Justice Department called for his, or the Mueller, I think it was, called for Emmons to be, come in and be interviewed. They haven't flown here. And I think it was either today or last night, the Aguilaris' jet whoosh, came right into interesting. <laughs> Palm Beach. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so I don't know what Donald Trump's going to do. Maybe he's going to hop Well, he wanted to go to Scotland. He, he, <laughs> he can't go to Scotland. He's going to have to go he to Cyprus go to or something. 
Uh, can I just read a, a Joe Lockhart? Joe Lockhart is tweeting. He's saying the vice president's office confirms that Pence ran the security operation from Capitol Hill, consulting with almost everyone except the president. Hmm. Uh, WTF, who is in charge of the government right now. Um, that is, uh, that's, that's bizarre, isn't it? I mean, I don't know about this stuff. You, you, you know, um, so did maybe maybe you mean, no more. How, how, how can that happen? I mean, he, here he was, he was in lockdown at the Capitol. They're putting him in basements or maybe they're trying to get, but he was not in touch with, with Trump. Well, he's the president uh, of the know. Senate. So maybe he does have some way of, of saying, you, you know, think, while he's you there, that, he's in charge of the Senate and therefore he has some sort of grounds as, as being that. But he ran the whole operation, yeah. not just national. They're saying, he's saying the entire operation and, uh, and that, and that, um, so that, involved more than just calling for the national guard wouldn't you think um must have been must be speaking to everybody but certainly not speaking to his boss i mean and, and milani as chief of staff resigned immediately when this stuff started happening today um yeah so and yeah yeah so milani is chief of staff immediately i, I tell you i'm hopping on twitter here during our break so he's that's yeah, really so something very strange is happening at the White House. VP doesn't have the authority to call out the National Guard, but he did. And the National Security Advisor, uh, in, in a public way, breaks with the president and sides with Pence. And, and so what Joe is, is saying is, in effect, the 25th may be being implemented piecemeal. You right. know, they're just kind of pushing the, the envelope where people are just like, mm -hmm. well, okay, you're not really the the president, but you're the president of the Senate. And we, we, we yeah, we've decided that the current president is, you know, not mm -hmm. available or incapacitated because of whatever. So we're going to let you, I mean, so I, I, we're going to mm -hmm. find out someday, aren't we? They, they're going to be really fascinating. I mean, it is D.C., <laughs> but I'm wondering what... Um, I know the mayor asked for it and was denied. That uh, there was a denial of the national guard. I the governor actually went it, and then and then VP got in there. Apparently, Pence got in there. But and I know the governor's uh, surrounding uh, Virginia, Virginia, Maryland, yeah. Yeah, Virginia governor, national yeah. guard. I mean, as the president yeah. of the Senate, he'd have some authority, as a speaker would have, to call for help to to the set to the uh, to oh, the Senate. Yes, but still, if it's got to be a, a Department of Defense, um, you know, protocol change or whatever it is that they had to change, that would still have to happen. I mean, how you'd override that, I don't know. It would certainly be it's certainly interesting to maybe you're right. Maybe we're in the um, in the twenty fifth. Maybe we're already there. Piecemeal, as Joe Lockhart suggested, yeah. that would be interesting. Maybe people just making up as they they go along. They're thinking, hey, you know, Trump's been making this up as he goes along. We will too, uh, and we'll just worry about paying whatever slap on the wrist consequences we have to pay later. Uh, and I, you know, they, if that's they the case, they are the rules. They haven't followed the rules anyway. I mean, they broke they break the Hatch Act. They they've broken all yeah. sorts of laws already. So this is a. Uh, you know, the, these will be benign law breakings. And, and you just kind of have to wonder if, if you know, there are, I mean, there where we've always been wondering, where are the adults in the room? You know, when things get really bad, where are the adults? And I was thinking about that this afternoon and just kind of wondering, well, there's, there's got to be somebody at the Joint Chiefs or some, they're, they're not all insane. Somebody maybe picked mm. up the phone and said, Pence, let's, you know, let's do this. What Joe Lockhart seems to be getting at with his tweets is kind of fascinating is that something happened today where maybe all it took was one person to say, we're going to worry about this later um, and do something, in, you know, in, in retroactively, but we're going to save the country now and do what needs to be done. 
um, and we'll worry about it later, and maybe they'll get some sort of a slap on the wrist. You know, we'll do a month. I don't know. It, it, we'll know someday, but um, but mm -hmm. but what you know, Joe Lockhart is not a stupid guy, and other people are saying this too. Something yeah. happened today because Pence Pence was in control, and he was not in contact with Trump when he was handling today's security operation. It's also interesting that Bill Barr chose a really interesting time to leave office. Yeah, you know? he's, he's, he's not so brave, there right now. He must, must have had an idea of what might be coming. So the next uh, few days are going to be challenging. We're still in the middle of this, but it feels safer today than it did a few hours ago. So this evening than it did a few hours ago. But they're still, you know, they've not done a proper security sweep of of, the, of Congress. There's still people who are roaming around everywhere today. There were a couple of uh, explosive devices that were found. And who knows if these guys are really going home? Who knows if they'll be back tomorrow for more? Uh, I guess time will tell. Um, and then, of course, and the Iranian devices I, I, were there in advance. Yeah. So that's oh, what's key. Oh, really? That was the case, was well, yeah. That, that was the, that was the information that I had earlier in the day, and I don't know if it's been public, but yeah, the canine squads found it wasn't just the one by the RNC that there were some pipe bombs uh, um, that were found. So if that's the case, that means this was pre-planned. They were pre-planted, and then you have to wonder just how much did Trump know about that, mm -hmm. and could that be the reason that Barr uh, scooted out of there when he started seeing where this was headed? All it takes is a few hints and a few. Um, unfortunate conversations for someone like Barr to know that, okay, uh, this is bad. So, you know, we, we could very well find out that, that, I mean, somebody in the White House, as we noted before, was in contact with some of these people. Um, there were pipe bombs yeah. that were found and this was planned. This wasn't organic. This didn't just happen today. And it took more than Trump just saying, well, we're going to walk down the, the, the Capitol. So we have Guys, an interesting time like ahead of us. Roger Stone taking okay pictures with all of these guys that ended up being heads of the Proud Boys or what all these different groups back from back from 2015. Exactly. And head of communications at like, HHS. Yes. <laughs> no, this, yeah, going this, back. Yeah, this does go on. back a long way. And I'm also curious tonight to see if there's a perimeter put around the Capitol as it was around the White House when those uh, black Black Lives Matter protests were happening. You know, there was yeah. a very secure cordon that was put around the, the White House. Mm -hmm. I certainly hope to see the same kind of protection happening for the Senate. Uh, time will tell. What an amazing panel. We are so lucky to have the three of you on the show tonight. Thank you so much. I'll be sharing. I like having here because you let us drink. Yeah, so oh, I like anytime. to let you drink. Tonight is a drinking night for sure. So. We'll see you back yeah, on Friday. We'll be doing more of the drinking. <laughs> Sorry. What did you say? Oh, good goodbye, everybody. Have a good night. I said you did that goodbye. on the fly. It was amazing. Good <laughs> okay, cheers. Amazing time. Okay. <laughs> Thanks very much, everyone. Have a great night. Bye, guys. Narrative is funded by viewers like you. Support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative.